Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today, on July 21st, we're going to be talking about what's happening in space, and we're going to talk about what's happening here on Earth. And I've got a few questions that people have sent in and submitted. So we're going to get right to work on those today and start with the questions that have been sent in. And before I start with the questions that are sent in, I'd like to just share a little bit about what's happening astrologically this coming week. So yesterday was a Mercury sextile Uranus, and it was really a very perfect day astrologically to share innovative ideas with people that we trust and admire. Uh, it was a great day to start working with influential people if that's something that you want to be doing. And it was also a great day to combine vision with practicality. So the question is for me, wow, did Jeff Bezos know that yesterday was an astrologically wonderful day? I think that um, my personal thing thoughts on that is that he chose yesterday because it was historically an important day. It was uh, July 20, 20th, 1969, that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed Apollo 11th on the moon. So I believe it was more based on history than on astrology as far as his choice went in terms of what day he chose to take um, New Shepard up to space. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but first I want to continue with astrology. So today Venus enters Virgo. And what does that mean for many people? Well, depending again where Venus is in your particular house, in your natal chart, that is the area that it will affect the most. However, Virgo in Venus will have us start to look at relationships and ask questions, uh, deeper questions. So there's going to be looking like, why is this perhaps we'll ask, would ask like, what would it take to make this relationship work better? What would it take to have these relationships work, work? What would it take to have these relationships work at all? And so the question becomes a little bit more introspective in terms of relationships with other people and even with the relationship with ourselves. So we do become introspective in this area during the time that Venus is in Virgo. And tomorrow, the sun on July 22nd, the sun will enter into Leo. So this is Leo season and um, what that looks like in the summertime is a lot of fun, outgoing adventures, escapades, all kinds of fun things happening. And tomorrow there's also a Venus op um, opposition of Jupiter. And so there's going to be this energy tomorrow that you may notice that you want to start to socialize with people again. And so, you know, keep your plans open and see if you can get some socialization in if that's what if you're feeling so called to do. And then on the 23rd, we have a full moon. The full moon is in Aquarius and it is opposite of the sun. And so this is a very important full moon in terms of the way that you're going to be feeling. You may feel overwhelmed by responsibility. 
you may feel that um, you have to entertain. There may be a lot of conflicting emotions showing up on this day uh, because we also have uh, Venus and Mars conjunct in Leo. And so um, if there are relationship problems, relationship coming under scrutiny because of Venus and Virgo, well, we have Jupiter coming to the rescue to help everybody out in this case. So then on the 24th, we have Mercury trine Neptune. Um, our imaginations will have absolutely no bounds over here. So if you've got some artistic projects to work on, this is going to be a great day to take that time, work on your artistic projects and make stuff happen. Then on the 25th, we have um, Mercury opposed Pluto. This is a great day for concentration, especially on financial matters. So spend some time, if you can, working out anything that has to do with your finances, your personal finances, your business finances. The 25th is a really good day to get yourself in check and say, okay, this needs to happen financially and keep, you know, keep an eye on your finances. There are... And this is like an, a tangent, but there are certain money types. And if you are an avoider money type, that is somebody who doesn't like to open up your bills or look at your bank account. And so you shy away from that. It causes anxiety. This is a excellent, an excellent day to say, hey, you know what, today I'm going to, I'm going to take on my anxiety, anxiety about being an avoider. And I'm going to look at my finances. Also, if you're a spender, this is a great day to say, hey, you know what, I've been spending a little bit too much, more so than usual. This is a great day for me to gain control over my finances and take a look at what's going on. And then finally, on Tuesday, we have Mercury on the 27th. We have Mercury entering into Leo. So people are going to find themselves chatty and outgoing and wanting to socialize. So the week ahead looks really interesting um, with a couple of days of introspection, which never hurts as we go out and do um, outgoing social things. All right. So today, if there's any, I wanted to start with some questions. So if anybody has any questions, please type them in. I'd like to welcome Deb, Josie. Thank you for being on the call live. It means a lot to me. I love having the interaction. Do not be hesitant or shy about asking as many questions as you want. Um, I do have a question that is in alignment with, um, hi, <laughs> hi Deb, with alignment with, um, some readings that I have been doing the last week. So a current theme that's come up in readings um, has been moving again. People are looking to move. So I had uh, two calls yesterday, um, RE moving, and then I had uh, one submission this morning, RE moving. And so the question is, hi, Ellie. I am ready to move from my current location, but I don't know where to go. I have so many options available. It's all so daunting. Do you have any advice? Well, I do. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, the things I'm going to tell you, go make a list, all right? Write down a list of all of the, the things that are your values that are most important for you. So, for example, 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 that's a good word. So, for example, family and friends. So you want to look how important is that for you and do you want to be, what is the proximity that you want to be towards them? 
then I'm going to suggest you want to look at the environment. Like, what does it have available for you? Now, you didn't say over here if you're working from home, working remotely. So um, I'm going to just assume in this case, because you said you have so many options available, that you either can work from home or um, remote. So therefore, you do want to look at if you're working from home, you do want to look at the environment, like what's around you, who's around you, what neighborhood, are there people to interact with, especially if you're working from home, you need to be able to get out to interact. So things, take a look, create the list of what's important for you in terms of environment, family, and friends, all right? Because if you hate the heat, then you really don't want to be moving to a place uh, like Texas or Florida or any of those states where it is excruciatingly hot and humid if that's something that you don't want. And again, you really do want to take a look at your finances. So what can you afford? Um, what is your budget? There are certain states that uh, the cost of living is much lower and there are certain states we all know where the cost of living is quite high. So you want to take that into consideration and you also take in consideration your age and you know, you I don't have over here your age at all. So if you're in the age of uh, retirement or any of that, you wanna look at your healthcare availabilities. So there's so many things to take a look at. And then on top of that, also, I would personally look at an astrocartography chart. So you pick out a couple of places that you may be interested in. And after you've gone through this entire list, then you go select the places that would fit well for you astrologically. Now, that's not written in stone. Uh, personally, I think friends and family are an environment are the two most important things. That's me personally. You know, so um, anyway. I hope that has given, my intention is that that has provided you with enough information to get you started to write your list so that you can select a location for yourself going forward. Okay, um, if anybody else has any questions, then feel free to ask, otherwise I'm going to get right on to today's topic. And today's topic was, is, um, oh, Josie wants to call, one moment, let me, all right. Okay, hold on a moment. All right. Okay, Josie, can you have you called? Can you call in? All right. I don't know how. Okie doke. All right. Um. All right, something is, excuse um, sorry over here. Um, oh, hi, Josie, good morning, you're connected. <laughs> good morning. Do you have a headset? Um, this is a question along with, uh, you were talking Hello? earlier about moves. Josie, you are connected, so if you have yes. a headset, then you'll be able to speak because I'm not hearing you. Oh my goodness, I have AirPods. I hear some rustling, but I can't hear you. Okay, I... I'm using air. Josie? Yes. Hello? I can't work this. Okay. We are connected, but I cannot hear you. 
Uh, if you have a headset, then can you please use that? Um, unfortunately, oh, okay, um, not sure what's going on with your ear pods because I can't hear anything that you're saying. So, um, yeah, sorry, even though I see you connected and I did hear some rustling of the papers. But if you want to type in, I'm going to disconnect you then um, since you don't have a headset and I can't hear you. If you want to type in your question, please type it in, okay? Yes. Okay. All right, Jesse, I'm disconnecting you uh, since I can't hear you. Sorry. All right. So if you can send in your question, Josie, that would, if you could type it in, that would be wonderful. And um, in the meantime, I'm going to start talking a little bit about the um, the topic for today, which is going to bring up so many things. So we were looking at the new episteme, which is episteme, which is again history in the making. And by going into space, we have now opened up. I don't want to call it a Pandora's box because it's not a Pandora's box. It's just uncharted territory. So. Now we're going to have to look at space law. Um, and there are some laws that space law is a very emerging field. And there are laws already in existence um, that have been put into existence by councils back in, I'm just going to have to, um, internet. some of the laws now that are in effect and that are coming into play going forward as space becomes uh, the next territory. And um, one of the things that I also wanted to talk about today was um, 
wanted to talk a little bit about Jeff Bezos. And not that I know much about him, but I do know that one of the things that he has always spoken about that drives him and drives his business is what he's referred to as a bias towards action or a bias for action. And when we look at, you know, what is a bias for action? Well, this is, an, uh, this is a state of being that removes procrastination. So um, it, it was interesting because I did speak to somebody yesterday who um, many years ago had heard this back when she was working in corporate. And at the time, she was so young that she didn't really understand what a bias for action meant. And so she believed that she had to just be working all the time and be creating some sort of project. And if we take it just at face value, especially in a corporate environment where no one's giving anybody instructions as to what is this bias for action, when they're hiring you and they're saying, hey, you know, you've got a bias for action, what does that really mean? But if we look at it as a state, a way of being, the bias for action removes the uh, procrastination that happens. So if we're sitting around, we have an idea, and then we start looking at the idea and we start mulling it around. And before you know it, let's just even take a very simple idea, which is to move or not to move. Okay, so these questions that people have been sending in or calling in and talking to me about, wait, well, do I move or don't I move? So when we have, when there's no bias for action, that question will linger. Do I move or stay? for a very long time and the energy is pretty much in the person's head. So there's procrastination, there's no physical energy being, there's nothing happening on the physical plane. And in the quantum field, and one of the things that we know is that the universe, the universe rewards action. So that the more that we can take action on certain things, the faster things will happen. So if you have a choice then, hey, you know, do I move or don't I move? So you now you start to take steps to actually put into implementation the looking for the, the home, starting to pack up, throw out things, start getting into action, a real bias for action. What will happen is the universe will start to align with you. And before you know it, places will open up or opportunities will open up that were not present before because the universe loves action. And therefore, a bias for action takes us out of our heads and starts to put things into motion that normally might sit there for a really long time. Again, when you live your life with a bias for action, there's not a lot of time comparing your life to other people, spending your time looking on Instagram, follow, you know, following other people, comparing, and then getting in your head and invalidating yourself and spending time for the critic to emerge, which will then tell you why you can't be doing something because you're not good enough. Because that, that, that negates the bias for action because what happens then is if that's not taking it, it's not taking an action, that's just sitting there and looking at what other people are doing. And then the critic will become so strong, it will prevent you from taking any sort of actions towards your dreams. So again, the best, this is like a really great way to run your life. And if we take a look at, at Jeff Bezos's 
life historically, we can see that he's always had, no matter what he's done, he's had this bias for action, which has then gotten him to the place of being one of the wealthiest men in the world or the wealthiest men in, men in the world. And the, you know, having this private space program now going up and being the one of the first um, astronauts, non-astronauts to go, private astronauts, if you so to, so if you want to call them that, to go into space. You know, he, his brother, the youngest guy and the oldest woman. So it was a quite, you know, quite an experience for these for this. And it sets a new precedent precedent for what's possible now. And so again, what happens over here is that now we have a new playing field and the new playing field is what happens in space what are these laws going to look like who's going to be directing these laws there are space lawyers there are space attorneys already in existence this is going to be a huge field coming up it's like what is possible who will go who owns what and how will all of this into be handled intellectually so um this brings me to a lot of other things that are happening, you know, that um, are being planned. So that Blue Origin, for example, is going to start uh, sending up more flights with paying passengers. They've got two more flights planned for this year, and the future flights will carry at least six passengers. And he said this is just the beginning. Um, and that, you know, this is just the beginning. These are non-astronauts going into space. Um, so it's, it's really, it's an exciting time to, um, okay, it's just an exciting time to be present to what's happening. Um, and then this gets me into the other thing as to what's going on now also with the disclosures for UFOs and Stephen, Dr. Stephen Greer's work. And if you're unfamiliar with him, I'm going to suggest that you check out Dr. Stephen Greer and that you follow up and start paying attention to the information that he has put out because we do know that... Um, that well we we know that the media is controlled by the agenda behind the media okay so anybody who still believes that the media is not controlled uh by certain powers that be needs to go back and look at history um we know through history and we know through politics that when we control those who control the media get to control the population. And so um, if you go back and you look in terms of, you know, what's on, what's on the internet, what's get clean, what get clean, what gets cleaned out, what gets to stay. Um, it's a good time to really start to pay attention to see what is being censored and what is being, what is available. Um, Lenin once said a long time ago when he was alive, he goes, um, a lie told often enough becomes the truth. And so when the media starts to clean out um, information um, available and Google starts to censor information and starts cleaning out information, then the lies that have been told are going to start to look like the truth and there won't you'll have to go back into archives to go to find out what may have really been the truth. So 
you know, I was just thinking the other day um, how interesting it is that hardly anybody knows who Jeff Bezos' children are, what they look like, their names. So I went to do some research, and of course, there's very little information available on the internet about Jeff Bezos' children, and there is a lot of the photos have been whited out so that you don't see their faces. And again, when one is the owner of a very large newspaper, it becomes easy to dictate what gets published and what gets removed from the internet or even on there. So anyway, just some interesting questions that have me ponder and ask more questions. So anyway, um, I have two questions here for today, so I'm going to go change focus a little bit. And when question number one, when you're in a room with people, do you get bombarded with their stuff and their thoughts? Just curious. Oh, um, Jesse, are you talking about me in particular? Like, do I get bombarded with their stuff? So if you're talking about me, the answer is yes. And, um, oh, you are talking about me. So the answer is yes. And then I have to, when I go home, and even when I'm there in the room, I have to become consciously aware, very, very cognizant um, and quickly, like, is this my stuff or is this not my stuff? Like, what's going on? Why am I feeling this? What is this? Ha why is this happening? This happens to me sometimes during the day, Josie, when I'm working, that I take on the energy of um, the people that I am working with. And then, of course, I have to go do clearing exercises right after the call in order that I can continue working with the following clients. And uh, I have to take a lot of care with myself to not take on that energy. And so there are ways to clear that. And I also have started working with somebody also myself now to help me clear the energy of the people that I am the people that I take on and that I meet during, not so much that I meet during the day, it's not so much that, it's really the work, the work that I do. So that energy, taking on that energy and clearing it, um, intending that helped. Okay. Um, hi, Ellie, I'm on the fence about a trip to Texas in Austin. Is going in December a better idea? Um, okay. So, Deb, question for you over here are you concerned about the weather <laughs> or are you, like what would be the concern is it going to be hot in austin in august yes it's going to be hot in austin in august um, oh you didn't say where you're going you said texas so um i don't have an answer for you because i don't know um in terms what you're looking for what your criteria is uh, your weather will be hot, that is for sure. And in terms of going, um, what I'm getting over here is like psychically um, that um, okay, what I'm getting over here is psychically it might be better if you are going to go that well, you only have two options. It's either August or December. Okay, because, you know, if what I'm getting energetically is if you could go in October, that would be a better time for you. And uh, the masks are going to stay 
um, that is not going away so quickly. But once you get down to Texas, you don't have to worry about wearing your masks. And the um, in October, it will be a little bit cooler than August for you. Um, so if the weather has caused asthma flare-ups for you, then I, I would say, you know, stick to the cooler temperatures, which would be um, obviously in December for you, if that's something. But that's just what I'm seeing over here. Again, it's not even so much psychic. It's just um, I'm, I'm getting September, October is a good, would be a good time, but I don't know if that would work for you. Okay, so again, those are just the things that I'm seeing over here psychically. So September and October um, as a good time to go. But like I said, this depends on what it is that you're doing. Oh, okay, you did consider October too. Okay, well then, um, by all means, it looks like October might be the best. That's what I'm seeing psychically. Weather will be much better, and you will still have to wear a mask on the airplane. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, awesome. Um, all right, questions. We are... Um, almost at the end of our time, and I kind of went a little bit around certain things, you know, I kind of skirted around different areas today, and I didn't want to go too deep into space right now. I thought I wanted to, but there are so many topics that have to do with space. It's really a little bit too loaded for the 30 minutes right now, so I'm going to continue having that conversation in the um, in the future and to break it down into into segments, you know, like especially with space law, and then the new episteme about that, and then um, to talk about um to talk about space law the new episteme and then talk about the ufo disclosures and these ufo programs and the space agencies and the um the outrages now that are happening in terms of oh yes we've got to create space space agencies now in case of alien invasions yada yada so um yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Elvis, um, hi, welcome to the call. We are finished with today's podcast, so I'm not going to be able to talk to you about black holes or anything like that today, but we'll definitely put that on the agenda for the future. So everybody, go enjoy Leo season. Have a wonderful week. Prepare yourselves for a beautiful, beautiful full moon in Aquarius. Have fun especially with Venus and Mars in Leo, have entertainment and, you know, enjoy yourselves. And I will see you all next week. Well, I hear you all next week, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Sorry, sorry. I'm still used to that Tuesday schedule. Next week, Wednesday, um, Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and your questions answered. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Appreciate it. Bye.